0: Welcome to My Autism Tribe, a community of advocates that are linked by autism, but bound by strength. This is a time to find our sounding board and shoulders that help us carry life's load without the fear of criticism. We give and receive, we nurture and empower. I'm your host, Susan Scott. Hi everyone, this is Susan Scott, the founder and executive director of the nonprofit My Autism Tribe. And host of this My Autism Tribe podcast. This is the first podcast where I am flying completely solo. (laughs) And I have to admit, I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous for several reasons. Number one, I'm doing this all alone So I have no one else to help me carry today's topic, but I have made notes for myself, so hopefully I can stick with them. Number two, um, I want to make sure that I represent this topic fairly and truthfully. And number three, this topic places me in a really vulnerable position. It's single parenting, and it's real and still very raw and most definitely uncomfortable, but this is where we find growth, right? I mean, my son is placed in uncomfortable situations every day, so why shouldn't I place myself in uncomfortable situations? Today's topic is single parenting with children or loved ones on the autism spectrum, and I know this topic doesn't intimately touch everyone, but Perhaps you know someone that is on this particular journey, um, and perhaps you still, even though not divorced, will relate to many of the points that I'm going to be talking about today. So I get asked a lot, actually, if I believe autism in some way led to my divorce. So I'll go ahead and answer this question right now so we can move on. No. No. No, it did not. Um, Not at all. Did it add stress to our relationship? Sure. But all marriage has stress. I truly believe it's how you choose to deal or not deal with it. So I'm not going to go into details that led to my divorce um, out of respect for my ex-husband. But if I had to summarize our really super duper extremely long story into a very very small nutshell I would just say that we had different priorities and I'll leave it at that Uh, when my marriage ended I felt so many different emotions I had guilt I was angry I had depression And um, just being really honest here, I had relief. Again, I'll spare the details, but I felt every single one of these emotions in a very deep and powerful way. But it was important that I felt all of these emotions because that was part of my healing process. And I'm still healing. I was grieving and I'm still grieving a relationship death and um, entering into a world of unknowns as a mother with soul custody of a child with special needs um, I honestly didn't know if I could do it but here I am I'm still breathing I think um, still loving I'm still caring and dare I say starting to enjoy life again and I've learned to trust myself and embrace new possibilities, just like this, and I've put one foot in front of the other. Um, I've surrounded myself with friends um, like you and family who not only support my decision, but have actually grown to understand the many reasons why I did what I did. Um, Divorce is such a difficult decision to make, and it took me a while to get there, because it affects so many people. Um, It not only affects and has affected my son, my ex-husband, and myself, because we had to redefine what our version of family was, um, is today, and will most definitely be still trying to redefine what family means to us in the future. Um, But it also affected our extended family and friends. Um, I soon realized that single parenting a child, especially one with special needs, can be really isolating at times. But it's doable. It also feels like piloting a single engine plane (laughs) in a really bad storm. But you always come out the other side. So single parenting is super tough in any kind of situation, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But I've been fortunate enough uh, through this platform and other intimate conversations that I've had with other parents on the same journey to hear their fears and frustrations, and I thought I might share some of these with you as well. Granted, single parents with children on the spectrum uh, don't experience these fears or frustrations every single day, but I found that at least one time or another, I drew a line to everyone. And I know that parents and caregivers who are not divorced have experienced many of these as well. So let's get started. I think the first one that we'll start off with is exhaustion. Where do I even start with this? Maybe it's with the word uh, coffee, (laughs) and I drink enough of it. When you're a single parent and you're doing most likely everything by yourself, you're exhausted. You're maintaining a job, coordinating therapies, fixing breakfast, lunch, and dinners by yourself supervising everyone in your child's life you're educating others advocating for your child and the list goes on and on and on and on and it's just you i've reached places of loneliness that i didn't know existed um foreign lands that I'd only read about in books and that's one of the reasons that i formed my autism tribe you guys just get it, whether you're divorced or not. Um, You know that place of exhaustion, and you know that place of loneliness. Um, Another one is financial stress, and this one is a complete and utter doozy. Not only are you putting food on the table and clothes on everyone's body, you're paying the mortgage or rent, you're putting gas in the car, but you're also paying for therapies and insurance, child care. Um, In the case that, Stars align, you're actually able to go out and do something for yourself. Um, Assisted technologies, if your child needs them, extracurricular activities, books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot, but one thing I learned very early on, and this was before marriage, before a child, was to create a budget. Um, I make a list of all of our needs, sprinkled in with some wants, because that's important and I balance the numbers. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's in the red. And that place is really terrifying. Last September, um, the company I was working for as vice president of client services decided they were closing their doors. Now, I have never let fear rule my life. I'm a risk taker by nature. But I don't think that I've ever been more scared or uncertain about anything before. I couldn't find work. I literally applied to thousands of positions and was either told I was overqualified or the position had already been filled. And this is the part that's really, really uncomfortable. I was not only feeling like a failure as a professional, but I felt like I was failing as a parent. Um, and I know parent guilt is, is strong, um, but I really could not was not feeling like I could do enough or everything that I should be doing to provide for my son. And we were living on my, on my savings, and thank God we had them. Um, I've been doing some consulting work, but we're not back to where we were, and I'm trying to find peace with that. Uh, The school that my son attends found a grant that helped us pay for some of his speech therapies until I could get back on my feet, and that helped a lot. Um, Every little bit helps. Several family members also pitched in to help pay for a few things, and anyone that knows me knows how much I hate this. I hate asking for help. I hate taking when I can't give, But I was literally left with very little to no choice, um, and I was humbled, and maybe that's exactly where I needed to be, you know? Um, The next frustration is super frustrating, (laughs) but I'm learning to understand a bit more. It's when people tell me to take care of myself, that self-care is important, but I I often have no one else to take my place so I can. And then when I finally do, which is very rarely, do I have time for that quote-unquote self-care? I'm feeling guilty because I should be with my son, because I know him inside and out, and because I can understand him when he's having trouble expressing his wants or frustrations, I, by my very nature, am what people like to call a mover and a shaker, so I'm never quite still, and I'm always going, always thinking, so the notion of actually relaxing can be somewhat foreign to me. Um, I'm trying to learn more, understand, and wrap my mind around this whole self-care thing, and right now, most of the time, um, and this is really quite embarrassing, actually, um, but whatever, here we are. My self care is actually turning on Netflix and eating popcorn in bed after my son is asleep. Um, It's exciting. I know. So don't be jealous. I'm not the best at prioritizing. Um, I admit this because everything in my mind is the most important all of the time. But I'm trying my best to become better at this. And I want you guys to hold me accountable. Maybe send me some suggestions on this. Like, how do you do self-care? What does self-care mean for you? I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. There are other frustrations and, of course, challenges that certainly pop up in this whole single parenting thing. Um, And gosh knows that. I will certainly be experiencing more um, as our lives change and evolve. But these right now are kind of the big whammies for me. On the flip side of these frustrations, there have also been so many things I'm grateful to have learned and to have experienced. One of the most important is I have found strength and courage that I didn't know I had. The Susan 20 years ago would never have thought in a million years that she could pull this off. It just would not have even been fathomable. Um, Sure, I knew I was strong. And, you know, but this whole journey has allowed me to see pieces of myself that, honestly, I'm just, I'm really quite proud of, you know, I'm going to, give myself a pat on the back right now (laughs) um yeah i am proud of it i'm also learning to be mindful and to celebrate the little successes and this has actually increased my patience i used to be one of the most impatient people i i knew but since there have been days of very literally putting one foot in front of the other it's allowed me to be more in the moment and i think this is exactly where my son wants and needs me to be you know he lives life in the moment and what a lesson in life Uh, i've also gotten to know some absolutely amazing people like yourselves and the conversations, the interactions, the experiences that I've had with other advocates, other parents, other caregivers, who not only have such compassion, but also a sense of humor in life. And this to me has been the biggest miracle, the the biggest blessing. I may not have emphasized it enough, or maybe not even mentioned it at all. And for that, I'm truly sorry. But the strength that I have gained through the circle of friends through this platform that I've met along the way, you guys have been my life jacket. Um, Very, very much keeping me afloat on days that I thought I was most definitely drowning. So um, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And maybe I can share a few tips with you that have helped me some of these I'm better with than others and I truly feel like most of these tips can work for not only single parents but all parents and caregivers in general number one don't sweat the small stuff right because so much of everything going on is small stuff And then when you sweat the small stuff, then all the small stuff turns into big stuff. And then you're left with a big pile of big stuff when you really shouldn't have been worrying about the small stuff that turned into big stuff. I know, it's kind of silly. Um, Number two, this is a super important one. Um, Don't speak poorly of your ex, um, your ex-husband, your ex-wife, because your children can hear everything. And they understand more than we sometimes give them credit for so if you're feeling frustrated if you're feeling just angry just go into the closet or bury your head in a pillow and get you know your frustrations out that way um you know because they know and they can feel which kind of leads me to my next point number three our children can feed off Our emotions whether or not they can let us know it or not I know that my son can feel my tension at times and those are the times that I feel like his stemming increases and I'm aware of this and I'm working to become better at this and even though I don't verbalize my tension um, he still does very much feel when I am tense and um, I'm trying to be more cognizant of that Number four, I would say, um, don't be afraid to seek counseling if you are going through a really rough patch or, you know, friends and family are great, but sometimes it doesn't hurt to seek someone um, in the professional sense, and there's nothing to be ashamed of for that. Number five, I've, I was debating on whether or not to put this in here, but because it's really silly but I'm silly, so here we go. Um, it's okay to buy disposable plates or cups so you don't have to do dishes. You will know, see, that's silly. But my point in this is that this can be time saved for doing other more important things. And this kind of goes back to the first stuff, if don't sweat the small stuff. It's, you know, it, you can be doing this. Um, you can be saving time. Doing dishes and doing something with your child. Um, Number six, sleep when you can and where you can. I remember so many times taking my lunch break in my car in a parking lot. I was able to catch a tiny nap and it helped, and I didn't care what other people thought. And there was one time even where a really nice gentleman tapped on my window to see if I was alive. (laughs) So, um, he was very relieved to know that I was alive and we both got kind of a, a laugh out of it. So bless his heart. He was scared to death, but I felt much better after my nap. Uh, Number seven, um, Find a support group. Um, I'd like to think that My Autism Tribe can be a support group, but sometimes it's also nice to have just that face-to-face interaction. So maybe try to find another parent of a child with autism because they will keep you sane. They've been there. They've most likely done that. um, And they will need the same from you. Uh, Number eight. This is a big one. Get help in navigating health insurance. It's okay to not know everything there is a lot to know and insurance is a beast and knowledge is power so get help navigating health insurance it's okay number nine and there are 10 points if i didn't mention this before so we're almost there but number nine um this next one may sound kind of harsh but it has helped me on my journey and maybe it can help you too Get rid of anyone in your life who causes you additional stress. So the real friends are the ones who get it without having to need an explanation. Family is a little trickier to navigate. Uh, fortunately, I have an amazing family. Um, they've been an, an amazing support system, but I know that that's not always the case. So don't be afraid to let them know that you you're setting boundaries and you won't participate in any kind of negative conversations about your child or what kind of therapies they're doing or what kind of life that you're choosing to live that's okay to do and number 10 the last point um start by realizing that autism is something that is forever so it doesn't go away Um, I don't discourage early intervention. I actually highly encourage it, but you have to pace yourself, still allowing your child to be a child. And I, I tell people all of the time, this is something that I've learned that this whole journey, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, We have to pace ourselves. We have to pace our little ones. Um, The ones that we're caring for our children that are both on and off the spectrum you know, your family is still family and, um, you know, it's it's their journey too. So just pace yourself. I hope this helps at least one person out there. And I sure hope that I didn't say anything that offended anyone in any way. It certainly wasn't my intention. I always want to make sure that I'm not only sharing your stories, Um, of advocacy and your fears and your frustrations but I also want to let you hear my story as well and I know I didn't go into details of how I came to be a single parent and maybe that's for another day another time and sometimes my story has a good ending and sometimes it has a not so good ending but regardless I feel like it's a story still worth sharing So thank you for supporting my autism tribe. And thank you for allowing us to support you. You never know just how important support is until it's the only thing that you feel like you have. And for you, I am extremely grateful. So I want everyone just to keep up the great work and know that you're doing enough and that you are more than enough for your child or loved one on the spectrum. And if you need support, if you want to talk, if, if you just need someone to listen, I'm here for you. And I know many other people in my tribe are here for you. And so just remember that. And I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening.